0: Is are we seventeen? We're seventeen six. Job is uh, feeling like everything's against him, um, and just uh, down. And the friends, they've been more hindrance than help. Uh, he says, "He who informs against friends for a share of the spoil, the eyes of his children also will languish." You know, he's accusing his friends basically of turning against him to try to you know sees his property (laughs) and he says you know you're gonna get it uh so he continues just uh you know describing how he feels and how bad things are and it is probably helpful for us to feel with him kind of how you know tragic this is so uh somebody reads 6 to 16.
1: but he has made me a byword of the people and i am one whom men spit my eye has also grown dim because of grief and all my members are as the shadow. The upright shall be appalled at this, and the innocent shall stir up himself against the godless. Nevertheless the righteous shall hold to his way, and he who has clean hands shall grow stronger and stronger. But come again, all of you now, for I do not find a wise man among you. My days are past, my plans are torn apart, even the wishes of my heart. They make night into day, saying, The light is near in the presence of darkness. If I look for Sheol as my home, I make my bed in the darkness. If, you, if I call to the pit, you are my father, to the worm, my mother, and my sisters, where now is my hope? And who regards my hope? Will they go down with me to Sheol? Shall we together go down into the dust?
0: So look at 6. Do you see what he's saying? You know, he's kind of like a living proverb. Like, people are telling their children, don't be like Job. You know, you don't want to face what he's facing, you know. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, oh, you're as great a sinner as Job kind of a thing. I'm, I'm one at, at whom men spit. You know, they just have contempt for him. You know, we tend to do that a little bit, feel that way with somebody who's, who's really disfigured. You know, it's kind of repulsive. And, and so and because they think that suffering is a result of sin, then for Henry, suffering this grossly must mean he's a really bad character. Uh, can you imagine enduring that? Uh, what's happened to his eye?
1: His eyes grown dim because of
0: grief. Which means? he a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, I think he pretty much cried his eyes out. I think that's the idea. <laughs> or he cries so much he can't see because he's got all the tears in him, something like that. You know, that's how how bad he is. You know, and righteous men, they're astonished at somebody who's suffering like this. So, I mean, these are kind of the social stigma that he's facing. Nevertheless, in verse 9, he says, The righteous will hold to his way, and he who has clean hands will grow stronger and stronger. I mean, he is determined to maintain his integrity. He is not going to admit to something he hasn't done. He knows he's right. He knows he doesn't deserve it. I mean, he goes, you know, he's had his down moments where he's been more down in that. But for the most part, he's continued to assert that he doesn't deserve this. And uh, he challenges them a little bit. He says, I don't find a wise man among you. You know, <laughs> you sure haven't helped much. You know, if you, for all your bonded wisdom, you sure don't have much to say that's worthwhile. Um, you know, all his plans are torn apart. You know, he's like losing hope. He feels defeated. You know, they may try to cheer him up and say, uh, the light is near. <laughs> uh, they, they try to say, everything's okay. Don't Don't take it so hard, Job. It's okay, you know. But they don't know what he's going through. They don't really understand his suffering. You know, I mean, he just feels like, you know, the grave is basically his his father, the worm, his mother, I mean, he's he's basically, you know, a goner. I mean, that's the way he sees it. There's no hope for him. You know, I mean, he's just, he's about dead. You know, he's going to die with no vindication, with nothing to, to prove him right. I mean, he's just about as low as you can get in so many ways. Uh, just, you know, there's so many aspects to his suffering. And just feeling all alone. I mean, nobody really understands, nobody really much cares. Comments or questions on Job's speech? Kind of sad. Yeah, it is. Sure. And you know, you would think. That might call for some sympathy and mm-hmm. compassion? That doesn't seem to be the uh, general reaction. So, uh, Bildad's number two speech, eighteen one to 4.
1: Then Bildad the shoehot responded, How long will you hunt for words, show understanding, and then we can talk? Why are we regarded as beasts, as stupid in your eyes, or you who tear yourself in your anger? for your sake is the earth to be abandoned
0: or the rock to be moved from its place? So, he really doesn't like what Job's saying. <laughs> you know, he doesn't feel like Job is saying anything intelligent. And he's offended by what Job said about him. He says, you know, why are we regarded as beasts, as stupid in your eyes? You know, it, it bothers him that Job is... Uh, Saying things like I don't find a wise man among you, you know, he sort of has his pride hurt by that um, And and he's really pretty upset with with Job, you know They are so upset by Job that it really makes you wonder if what Job is saying Is it troubling to them it makes them feel insecure about this belief this confidence? They have that all suffering is a result of sin You know, I wouldn't think they'd have to be this belligerent if they were so sure they were right. And Job has, from time to time, punctured some holes in their case. So, I don't know. Um, He says, Oh, you who tear yourself in your anger, for your sake is the earth to be abandoned or the rock to be moved from its place. You know, do we have to just alter reality, you know, for your sake? I mean... You know does the earth has to be, have to be you know reorganized. Does the universe have to be re- redesigned just to fit your ideas? You know, just to make an exception in your case. You know, is that what you're saying? Are we just going to have to uh, you know leave the abandon the earth? Are going to have to to move the rock? I mean, it's like you know Job is by what he's saying. You'd have to just destroy the whole doctrinal foundation of the friends. You know, piety pays and. The wicked suffer and so, you know, we're going to have to just turn all that on its head just to accommodate you, Job and that may explain to you why they're so upset I mean, if Job's right then their whole house of cards comes tumbling down, this whole thesis that they operate on, that they base everything on, that, you know, righteousness pays and and wickedness you know, suffers I mean, it's it's kind of hanging on by a thread right here. If Job's right, then then this calls for a major reevaluation of their whole, you know, theory. So to them, this is pretty consequential. It's always bad when the facts get in the way of what you believe. What was Bill saying in his first speech? Well, he was pretty gruff. I mean. Uh, you know, he he's, calls him a windbag and says if your son sinned against him, then he just he delivered him to the power of their transgression. He's
1: not the one that built it up and said, I'm going to sin.
0: That's Eliphaz. Okay. Who had the big revelation. That, yeah. Uh, now, but really, Eliphaz, uh, he's a little more theatrical. <laughs> Bildad and Zophar are a little more boring tend to say the it same did. thing over and over again. <coughs> Harder, for, I can distinguish Eliphaz, Bildad and Zophar kind of run together for me. Who do you think is the harshest? Well, depends on which speech. By the last speech, Eliphaz. Oh. But, at this point, probably Bildad has been. I
1: right, other thoughts? Or- it's pretty... Common though to that reaction, if you think you're right, and the facts don't seem to be getting the point across, <laughs> let's try some anger and some name calling and uh, you know disgust. It's like, oh, I can't believe it, you know, or is any of those. But things.
0: I, but those things are probably even more common if. Way we're starting to have a little bit of doubt in our subconscious about this. I mean, I don't know, I think if you really convince you're right, you can be calmer about it. You're more agitated when you're...
1: Sort of like in an argument, you know Mm -hmm. who's losing, but who gets the loudest? Mm -hmm. Who gets the most obnoxious, (laughs) you
0: know? Yeah. Sort of the same principle. I mean, it's clearly annoying to them that Joe can't ever seem to see any... understand, you know, just plain obvious truths.
1: You know, it's just like. And they don't have facts to back it up. You're exactly right. So they gave what they considered the facts, and that didn't do any good.
0: Yeah, all they have is their theories, but the facts in Job's case don't seem to fit the theories particularly.
1: And they can't prove it differently, because on
0: everything they know about Job, Yeah, exactly. They don't have any evidence of his wickedness other than the things he's saying right now. But, But that, I mean, you know, all the tragedies happened before he said what he's saying right now. And that's where Eliphaz, in the last speech, he'll just invent a whole bunch of stuff, he'll accuse him of every wicked sin of the book. (laughs) <laughs> with no evidence whatsoever, <laughs> you know, you're suffering a lot. Therefore, you committed adultery. You, you know, did this. You did this. You did this. It's like, well, how do you know? Well, you're suffering. So that just really stinks. But you know, are, aren't we? I mean, how do we react when somebody starts really using some arguments against our? Confident belief, and we don't know how to deal with the arguments. <laughs> you know that that that's a challenge to us.
1: Well,
0: hi. Good morning. Hi. Can you
1: can sit on the couch. Yeah, you can so. move up.
0: Yeah. So we're in eighteen. Uh, what wonderful. Hi. Hello. Hello. How
1: are you doing today? Uh better. I still stayed in bed all day though.
0: <laughs> that always helps.
1: Yeah. Watch. Movies
0: and like that. So, other thoughts. Eighteen. 19, 18, 18 eight. five. We just looked at. I mean, Job was just really down. And, you know, feels alone and just really uh, challenging. And Bill Dad is frustrated with him. You know, he feels like Job is just trying to say the whole universe, the whole, the whole order of things has to be just whole, completely restructured just to fit him. You know, I mean, the, the earth's going to have to be moved just, just for you, Joe. It's always, it's always disconcerting. You know, I mean, even in our Bible understanding, if somebody starts picking some holes in our belief, and like, you mean I've got to go back through and completely revise my thinking? You know, that's kind of annoying. We don't want to think that. You know, I've got to be right. You know, it's got to be here somewhere.
1: And, and then the other, the, the next step is to exaggerate that to the point that, oh, you got to abandon the earth. You know? yeah, right, right, right. But <laughs> quite
0: that significant.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: So, yeah, your, your theory can't be right, because that would lead to...
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: abandoning the earth.
0: Yeah, if you're right, then you know everything else is wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we we do tend to do that. We tend to over exaggerate the consequences if the other side is right. We're just not very objective when we're in an argument. You know, I mean, I think it was Dad that used to say you'd argue even if you knew you were right and uh, or knew you were wrong. And and you know, I mean, I think that that is. You know, sometimes we We're get there. We're prideful. We don't want to be. Prideful. That's right. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Well, the rest of uh, Bildad, Dad, um, he uh, basically, uh, you know, he's going to he's going to title this at the end. Might be good to know the title before we read it. And twenty-one, surely such are the dwellings of the wicked. This is the place of him who does not know God. So here's his uh, speech on the dwellings of the wicked, 5 to 21.
1: Indeed, the light of the wicked goes out, and the flame of his fire gives no light. The light in his tent is darkened, and his lamp goes out above him. His vigorous stride is shortened, and his own scheme brings him down. For he is thrown into the net by his own feet, and he steps on the webbing. A snare seizes him by the heel, and a trap snaps shut on him. A noose for him is hidden in the ground, and a trap for him on the path. All around, terrors frighten him, and harry him at every step. His strength is famished, and calamity is ready at his side. His skin is devoured by disease, the firstborn of death devours his limbs. He is torn from the security of his tent, uh, and they march him before the king of terrors. There dwells in his tent nothing of his. Brimstone is scattered on his habitation. His roots are dried below, and his branches cut off above. Memory of him perishes from the earth, and he has no more and he has no name abroad. He is driven from light into darkness and chased from the inhabited world. He has no offspring or posterity among his people, nor any survivor where he sojourned. Those in the west are appalled at his fate, and those in the east are seized with horror. Surely such are the dwellings of
0: the wicked. And this is the place of him who does not know God. All right. Well, Bildad, for him, the fate of the wicked is absolutely certain. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, as he describes all the terrible calamities that come upon the wicked, did you notice what he didn't mention? Something that you would think... If you're going to talk about calamities on the wicked you would definitely uh, be thinking about mentioning like the most important thing you could ever mention yes even more important than that
1: like eternal destruction
0: even more important than that
1: separation from
0: God God you see you're talking about the Lord here no, this almost, for, for, for these friends... That was too obvious. Yes, I know. Uh, for these friends, I'm not sure how much God enters into this. This is almost like a mechanical cause and effect. This is just what happens to the wicked. It's not so much God is chastening, God is punishing. This is just what happens. This is just the order of things. This is the way things work in the universe. I think they might almost see this as a self-regulating mechanism. I mean, we would bring the Lord into those things and think about how the Lord's going to do this and the Lord's going to do that. but but Willie, really the friends and particularly here in this speech, he does not do that. but he describes how it is for the wicked. What happens to the wicked in five and six? Light
1: goes out.
0: That's it find that expression in one form or another several times in Proverbs, but everything goes dark, the lights are extinguished. And then, it doesn't take long to figure out to what he's talking about in 7 through 11, um, nearly every phrase of that talks about what?
1: Lots of traps and
0: snares. There sure are, and who said them? His own. <laughs> yeah, he's he ends up uh, being caught in his own scheme. <coughs> you know, God causes him, but he doesn't say God. But uh, fate causes him, I guess, to end up getting trapped in the very thing he used to trap others. Um, you know, that's just they're just constant, constant danger. For the sinful person, every every step is a you know you're in a minefield.
1: <laughs> you
0: know, you're gonna you're gonna step on the trap you set soon. Then life concludes. His, in verse twelve, his strength is famished, calamities at his side, his skin is devoured by disease. The firstborn of death devours his limbs. He's torn from his tent. You know, he's just he's just extinguished. Um and it's really sad. You know, to think about the wicked man like this. Everything's against him. You know, he his family's destroyed, he's forgotten, you know, he's just he becomes a non entity. Those in the West and the East are just horrified by seeing the fate of the wicked man, verse 20. And he, he, he makes sure you know what he's describing. Don't, don't mistake this. this. Surely such are the dwellings of the wicked, Job. This is the place of him who does not know God, Job. Because as he described these, this person, this wicked man, did, did anything that a ring familiar to you? What all would there be in this speech that uh, has an eerie resemblance to uh, someone else we know in this book?
1: I was thinking like their offspring and they
0: don't have any descendants. Yes! That, that we, does that to describe anybody we know? <laughs> That's verse uh, 19. <laughs> what else?
1: Consuming the parts of his skin.
0: Yeah! What about verse 13? His skin is devoured by disease. firstborn of death devours his limbs. Man, look around. Anybody fit that description? Hint, hint,
1: Job. And
0: also that nothing that they own stays with them, like verse 15. Yes! And there dwells in his tent nothing of his. He doesn't have anything left. Uh, remember that day, Job? <laughs> How about verse 20? Those in the west, those in the east are just horrified when they see the wicked man. Well, what happened when people saw Job? You know, isn't it interesting? It almost looks like Job was sitting for the portrait when he he penned the uh, picture of the wicked person. These are the dwellings of the wicked. He wants to make sure Job realizes, when I'm describing this as the wicked man, Job. Even say that. That's useless. He won't repent.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, so
0: it seems wants to be right. Yeah, I mean, he's just showing, I don't know. I mean, he's just I mean, to some extent, I think Job is troubling. And so he just keeps saying, Well, it's because of the wickedness. This is what happens to the wicked. Don't don't complain. Don't turn against God. This is the wicked man. <coughs> what do you expect to happen to the wicked man? Yeah, he keeps saying this is the wicked man and all that, but if you don't have a
1: solution or a way to help him or try to encourage him out, like I said, what's the point? He's just beating him down further and further, but not giving well, him... Well he's
0: defending this, you know, threatened principle that righteousness pays and perversity, you know, is you know, suffers.
1: So he sees something that he doesn't understand and he's trying to get it to fit into what he thinks he knows. That's a lot of
0: it. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. So if you say it over and over again.
1: <laughs> right,
0: sure. <laughs> you Weak know, point, pound the pulpit. <laughs> you Weak know, point, say it again a few times. <laughs> I mean, it, that, I mean, this is really a stretch, but you know. Sounds Bill it. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, I can remember some books I've read that are just totally wrong about the Bible. I remember, for example, this, you know, probably very obsolete book by now, but years ago it was in Vogue, a book by (coughs) a student preacher, James Bales, uh, Not Under Bondage. And he was trying to do something out of 1 Corinthians 7 to allow divorce and remarriage. But the thing that he did in this book, he had basically one point, you know, he had one reasoning Every page, he said it again. It got to where you could say it in your sleep. But I think that was part of the technique. You say it often enough, people people will start believing it just because they hear it over and over again. So I think you know, Bill Dad may be trying to even convince himself. You know, by saying and and, and doesn't he say it well? You know I mean you must admit what he lacks in insight he compensates for in eloquence these guys are picturesque
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know he's, he's got a lot of cool figures and ways to say things and you know I mean he doesn't just say hey Job you're a guilty sinner you know he he says this in a very flowery elaborate style so if you say it a lot and you say it well it's got to be right
1: and he he argues in a circle and it just he switches which side of the circle he uses too. <laughs> you know, you're evil because you're suffering and you're suffering because you're evil. Yes. And some one time he says one, the other time he says the other. let see if they both prove each other. That's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do that. I mean, you know, there's some logical <laughs> fallacies that you, you, you certainly see in other people. <laughs> But, you know, how often do we do the same thing? And, and really flying the face of all the real evidence there is. You know, I mean, when, whenever your belief conflicts with the facts, you might have to re-examine your belief. Other thoughts here on uh, 18?
1: You know, they couldn't consider anything else there couldn't be any other possibility their mind was already made up absolutely <laughs> it's like when, uh, when they accused Jesus that you know nobody but God can forgive sins <laughs> 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 so therefore you're guilty <laughs> yes yeah.
0: and, and of course they just thought that in their mind And Jesus said why are you thinking this in your hearts <laughs> It's amazing. He makes every evidence of being God, and still they reject it. Well, Job uh, never takes things without a speech, so uh, <laughs> we're back to him, 19 verses 1 to 6.